Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hey there, She Did Her Way listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the She Did Her Way podcast. I'm so grateful and excited that you're joining me on this lovely Monday. This week, we're launching episode 66 with Jenna Stratman, who is the founder of J. Lynn Designery. And so you guys know what you're about to listen to is you're going to hear about Jenna's story of taking the leap from corporate America, also how she managed the launch of her first product and what happens when you sell out of it. And lastly, we're going to chat, we're chatting a little bit about the emotional side of running a business, the fears and the resilience you need and how to be consistent in your business. So coming up next is Jenna Stratman, episode 66. I've got Jenna Stratman with us, and Jenna, tell us in one sentence, what is it that you exactly do? Sure. Hi. Thanks, Amanda. Um, so I am the founder and creative artist behind Jalen Designery, which is a boutique design studio and shop I run online um, that I founded on the belief that life and business should be beautiful, in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> well, your site is beautiful. Thank you. Awesome. Well, walk us through how you started and the journey. I know by reading your website, you left a full-time marketing agency to go out on your own. Tell us what that looked like and how you got it started. Sure. So it actually kind of came about um, not as planned. I think a lot of times life's best surprises don't come about as a plan, but they come about as a pleasant surprise. So (laughs) Jalen Designery started as um, a blog where I focused on my life and I'm planning a wedding. So I talked about that and talked about our guinea pigs and it wasn't really much of anything other than a place online where I could share my life and my story. Um, and at the time I was working, my day job was as a designer at a local retail marketing agency here in Kansas city. And I love my job, but I'm a person who, I guess makes decisions based on intuition a lot and gut feeling. I have a strong belief that that, you know, is yourself telling you to go out and like make a change if um, you have a strong feeling in that regard. So um, at the time I did love my job, but I felt strongly that I needed to make a change. So I guess about last summer I decided to leave my job. However, I had every intention of going out and finding something similar, something to keep growing in my career as a designer and keep bettering myself. Um, But on the side with my Jalen Designery blog, I had started working with a few freelance clients here and there um, and decided during my time off that I really loved the pattern and I loved working with my ideal client. And I loved doing that type of design work versus what I was doing working for someone else. Um, And I just loved working for myself because my background is actually in marketing and management. Um, that's what I studied in college. So I had a strong understanding of business from an operational standpoint. And, um, I know I've always wanted to go out and start my own thing. So I really felt like this was my opportunity. I 
am a big believer that life is made up of seasons. And I felt like this was the season of my life where it was going to make the most sense to my own and give this a shot. And I don't think those are opportunities you should pass up. So I ultimately made the decision to um, try working for myself and try to make it work out. I gave myself a six-month timeline just to um, kind of give myself some parameters and have something to work toward, I guess. And mm-hmm. so those first few months, I I hustled really, really hard, mostly because I didn't want to fail and I wanted to make this work and do whatever I could to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So from there, I just, I haven't looked back and I love every day of it. I love waking up to the challenge of figuring out, you know, the new challenges of the day. And I, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Well, okay. Uh, to recap too, how long were you at your marketing agency for in at the whole time? How long were you there for? Oh, sure. So I was there for right at around two years. Okay. When and- I Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I was just going to say it was so great that I had that experience because it was all of the, because I didn't study design in school. I mean, I know a lot of people major in one thing and go out in life and do another, but I was missing that technical training and the client management and getting experience with an agency for a couple of years was so, so great for me to gain that experience so that when I went out on my own, I at least had some kind of foundation of that knowledge. Yeah. When, and you were at your agency for two years, how long were you doing your blog at that point? When did you first start the blog? What year? So I started the blog in late, late 2014. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you could go back and look at my early posts, but you know, I'm not going to flash it out there because, <laughs> you know, we were all beginners at one point, but oh, for uh, sure, I, I started it then. And I actually started with a little print shop at the time as well, which is no longer in existence. But, um, I started it then just as a way to fulfill myself outside of work truly, because I was obsessed with design. I loved my job, but I wasn't necessarily doing the type of design that I really, really wanted to do. So the blog was my outlet for that outside of work. Mm. Okay. Well, and you mentioned a six month timeline. What, how did you, was that the six month timeline for after when you left your job or was that the lead up to leaving your job? Yes. No, that was with leaving my job and starting my business. I wanted to give myself a timeline to say, okay, if I can make it work in these six months or have some kind, not that I wanted to have everything together and have a six figure business. I knew that wasn't, I wanted to be realistic about it. Not that that's not possible, but, (laughs) um, I just wanted to give myself a chance to see if it felt right. And if I could find some stability around it. So at the end of six months, I, I was finally getting my feet on the ground and, um, but most importantly, I felt like I was where I needed to be. And that's the feeling I think I was searching for, mm-hmm. um, was knowing that I'm in the right place right now. So that was my, my, my gut again, telling me <laughs> <laughs> that I was where I needed to be. What did the preparation look like for when you did leave your job? So that was also, it was, well, it was kind of interesting because when I had planned to leave my job, like I said, I had every intention of finding a new job. And I, 
at that point had no intention of going out and doing my own business full time. I didn't feel ready. I knew it was something I wanted to do at some point in the future, but I would always say like, oh, five, five to 10 years down the road, I'm sure I'll get there. Um, so at that point, I was simply, you know, looking at other opportunities still in the design field. Um, I enjoyed working at the agency, but I wanted to maybe get some more in-house experience. So I was looking at a variety of positions in the graphic design world. Um, some, you know, social media type positions as well, or web design. I had a variety of interests, so I just wanted to explore a little more of my career path, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately decided that wasn't going to be the, the best fit for my next step. What, going back to your six months after that, the six months that you're giving yourself after you left your job to say, can I make this work? What were some of the high moments that really inspired you and gave you that confidence? And what were maybe one or two not so high points that you think that other people and potentially some of our listeners are going through or have gone or may go through if they decide to take the leap? Oh my gosh. So the first thing that comes to mind is when you make a big change like that in your life and you're very open about it with friends and family, 99% of the time, they're all going to be so supportive. Um, they may not totally get it. I had a lot of people that were still confused, <laughs> but for me, they were like, I don't know what you're doing, but it sounds so exciting and good luck. Um, and I think that support in the beginning is so essential. I've learned not to necessarily fall back on that, which, because I've, you know, I've read before that support from your immediate friends and family can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, It's great because it helps propel you. It like boosts your ego and gives you the confidence you need to really face your fear and step into something. But at the same time, if you rely on it too much, um, that support doesn't necessarily equal success with the thing that you are pursuing. So, it was really, really great, and it's exactly what I needed in the beginning to get going. And I think that's something a lot of people probably experience when they first launch or first make that leap is the community and the support around it. And then as far as community goes, like going forward, community has been such a huge thing for me. Um, just the online and offline communities, I started connecting with groups of people, a lot of women entrepreneurs um, who are in the same boat as me, had similar values, um, going through similar life experiences. And that has helped keep me propelling forward and facing my fear because it doesn't feel so much like you're doing it alone when you have such an amazing group of women and um, friends and mentors and um, other people going through the same thing as you. As far as things that kind of scare you along the way, you know, it takes so much persistence and I think consistency, especially in the beginning, to just keep putting yourself out there. And sometimes you don't get results right away. Like for me, especially there was this big, exciting week of, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. I did a blog post about it, shared it with friends and family. Everyone was so excited. But then there was a little bit of a lull in actually getting clients and getting work because then reality kind of sets in and you're like, oh, okay, well, I actually have to pay for rent. Like I my rent by these like fun comments and Facebook likes from friends and family. So (laughs) (laughs) like we need them to convert. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, how I wish that converted to paying for rent, that would be fantastic, but it doesn't. So 
there was definitely a scary period of like, oh no, like, <laughs> what did I do? I have to make this work. And I think probably a lot of people go through that because um, you don't just instantly leave your job, start this new thing, and you're greeted with a long list of clients to start out with. You have to build your brand, you have to build your company, and you have to um, start putting yourself out there like hardcore. And that was a hard thing for me to do at first and still kind of is because I don't necessarily always like to throw up pictures of myself on Instagram or like talk about myself and my business, but you sort of have to. Like I learned quickly that people in order to stay top of mind, like you don't want people to forget about you. So you have to be very good about putting yourself out there, but obviously, you know, staying humble and doing it um, in a way to where you're portraying that you're there to help people um, and you're doing this exciting new thing and you want to take them on your journey with you and um, et cetera. So I think just the lulls those first few months or even I'm not even a year in and I can tell you there are still lulls <laughs> um, that you deal with, but just seeing past that and preparing for the times when you will be really busy again. Um, so to take advantage of those slower times to mentally prepare yourself and to um, build up your roster of clients and do more outreach. And I think there's a lot of um, ebbing and flowing that first year or so of business. And that's been my experience anyway. So just staying consistent and keeping a positive outlook on it um, through the process, through the highs and the lows, because I think it's the hardest thing in the world sometimes when you had a really, really bad week and to end the week with a smile on your face and knowing it's going to be okay is not always the easiest thing, but it's so essential. I thank you so much for that advice. What was your first product that you launched? I know, I believe you mentioned print shop, but I didn't know if there's anything before that. Right. Um, okay. So the, the print shop was actually something that is no longer in existence. That was a series of hand-lettered prints that I designed and sold. And I sold them to Etsy. I did the whole, the whole thing with this cute little shop, but it didn't, it didn't really work out. And in the time, in the moment, I didn't really know why. And when you create something, especially for the first time, you're like so excited about it and you want it to work so badly that you just let it linger and you hope it's going to work out. But it did. I ultimately closed that shop. And that was before I even left my job and did all these other things. So that was my very, very first experience with Etsy. And so when I left my job and decided to run my design business full time, I figured going the route of doing design services made the most sense just because that's what I saw a lot of other people doing. I knew it was something I could, you know, more safely do. There's nothing like inventory or sales tax to deal with. So I, I felt more comfortable going that route too and thought it would be a great way to build up my business until I was ready to launch a product. Um, well, it turns out it didn't take long for me to feel ready to launch a product <laughs> again. So I launched the Refresh Weekly Planner this past fall. Um, the idea started as like a little baby idea that I put out into the world um, and that a friend and now mentor of mine kind of put out into the world too. And a lot of friends and family saw it and got so excited. And, you know, it was something I was going to push off and maybe do a couple years from now. I just was mentioning it as like a dream I had of one day doing. 
But so many people are so excited about the idea. And again, this is another example of when friends and family are so supportive and excited for you, it's hard to ignore that momentum. Like it's it's really exciting and you want to latch onto that and make things happen. So I, I couldn't help myself and I decided to try to bring this um, idea of designing a planner to reality. And so I, I started with just tons of research because this was something way beyond like just selling some prints in my shop and not to say like, you know, that was fine as is too, but a planner, I knew it was going to take a lot more money invested up front. And there were a lot more processes involved with like manufacturing and shipping and everything else, excuse me. So um, I started just with a lot of research to figure out what the best route was going to be for me. I Literally, I think the very first phone call I made was to a local binding company in Kansas City, and she welcomed me to come in their shop, and we talked, and um, it turned into a series of, oh, well, I'll refer you to this person, and to this person, and to this person, and I went down the line just like talking to professionals in the industry and trying to figure out what was going to work for me. Um, Ultimately, I found a solution. I decided to do all the manufacturing in-house, but I was going to print locally. You know, I worked out all the details and launched the product in October doing pre-orders and then started shipping in November, which that turned out to be a really good solution for me just because it was such a new product that that whole month of taking pre-orders was a great way for me to um, just spread the word more and get people excited. And I had friends and family who were purchasing, who became advocates for me as well, who are sharing my story, um, which I was truly, truly grateful for. And honestly, I it was interesting. Once I started shipping out in November, it was at that point that I started to see a shift in my customers. And they were all of these names that I didn't know from all over the country. And so I I realized I was finally starting to reach outside of my immediate network with my product. And that was a really cool feeling um, when I was able to reach that new audience. And, you know, the, the goal for this planner was to take me through the holidays and to sell, you know, all the way to the new year. It sold out before Thanksgiving, which was... Oh my gosh. How many planners did you end up selling total? Really exciting. Um, so I did a short run and I sold just a couple hundred for this first run. That's fantastic. I just wanted to, yeah, well, it just, it all happened so fast. And looking back, I may have done a bigger run up front, but when I, when I placed the order and when you place bulk orders, you know, you want to be able to estimate as best as you can, because you want to order everything at once, if possible, just for cost measures and timing and everything else. So I, let's see, I had planned to do this as like a very exclusive, like limited time, get your hands on one before they're gone kind of thing. Um, And that was the strategy I was taking, thinking that that was a safe enough amount because worst case scenario, you know, you miss out on some time and money, but no one's going to disrespect the fact that you tried and you put yourself out there and you launched this product. Like I was really proud of it. And yeah, so it sold out a lot faster than I had anticipated. (laughs) And so I 
in turn decided to launch a smaller planner, which was essentially like a sister version to the big refresh planner. And the smaller line is called the Revive Planner Series. Um, very similar in design and um, everything about it, aside from they're a little more niche planners versus the weekly planner has the full like weekly layouts and everything in it. Whereas the smaller revive series is more focused on specific areas of your life to improve. Like there's a workout planner and a blog planner, et cetera. So, um, yeah, so that was my way of helping to fulfill a need and not just turning people away who are still looking for them and saying, okay, I'm so sorry, but I have this second line. If you're interested and you want to, catch up with the excitement of the planners. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, so after you, you did the, your first product launch, I mean, what happens, what happened for you after that first product launch and what came next? So yeah, after that first launch, um, since they sold out so quickly, that was, I had planned to do like a sister planner, a smaller version of this, um, but probably launching more like in January. But I pushed the launch up to December, like the first week of December, just to um, keep up with the momentum and continue to fill that need. So I didn't have to turn customers away necessarily because there were still, I think it's interesting. I feel like the refresh planner was just taking off when it sold out because mm. then I was flooded with a lot of a lot of requests for the the refresh planner and I I knew it was going to be a problem to sit here and turn so many people away so that's why I pushed up the release of the second yeah line of planners but what segue I, do you sorry uh apologize I'm curious though too what how, how did you segue then into what you do for the templates now okay yeah so I, so after releasing these two lines of planners, I knew that, and I, I think I've known for a long time that I've always wanted to run a product-based business specifically. Like I've always wanted to run my own business, but I've been enthralled by the world of um, retail and the magic behind it and creating a really cool customer experience online and offline. And so I knew I wanted to gear toward products and having my first couple of launches with the planners just confirmed that in my mind and got me excited to continue finding other ways to meet the needs of my customers, but do it in a way that I could sell products rather than so much services. So it was through a conversation with um, a friend and, and mentor that we kind of stumbled on the idea of doing templates. Um, and I hesitate saying the word templates because I don't always like that word. I think some people hear that and think like, oh, 500 other people are going to have the same thing. It's not very special. Um, I So I launched the ready-made chic design shop and I call it a ready-made design shop just because I try to gear away from the word templates a little bit. But um, the point behind the shop was for me to still meet the needs of my ideal clients, which were bloggers and small business owners specifically those um, in the new launch phase or looking to rebrand or redo their website. You know, they're looking for a change. And I, I love working with that group, but sometimes cost and um, timing isn't always ideal for that group, but I wanted to somehow support them. So I launched the ready-made chic ready-made design shop um, as a solution for that so that I could continue designing products and web 
web design and business cards and invoices and all these like really cool templates, which is what I truly love to do is designing for business. Um, but do it in a way that satisfies their needs and kind of fills that gap between, you know, when you just launch and, but you're not quite ready maybe to go out and pay for a full web designer and web design service and full branding package and everything. You kind of need a solution there in the beginning. Um, but I, I don't think that solution needs to look unprofessional. I think no matter what stage of business you're in, there's an opportunity for you to be well-branded and have a beautiful presence um, for your business. And you don't have to look like you just started yesterday. You can have a very solid foundation for your brand. So that was the whole behind launching the Ready Sheet Design Shop. Um, so now I, I'm continuing, but I'm just going to continue gearing toward organizational products for life and business, um, going kind of down those two roads of digital products and physical products, if that makes sense. Yeah, and they're beautiful products. I've seen them, they're yeah. on your website, and that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's going to continue to grow. I just launched it a couple weeks ago now, I guess, but um, I'll continue adding products in there. And the beauty behind the ready-made chic shop is that everything in there is limited time and limited quantity. So you won't end up with the same template as 500 other people because everything is going to be very limited quantity. And that's, that's sort of what you're paying for as well is um, knowing that your website is can be customized to you and it's not going to look like everyone else's, but it is a, a quick, beautiful solution for your business right now. How do you ensure that you're working with purpose and intention and how did you find your why? Oh gosh, so this was a huge, huge revelation for me recently, actually. Um, I've always said that you know if I was going to go out and run my own company, I wanted to do it with purpose and I wanted to know the why behind everything I do for the company. And although I was excited to launch my own thing and start working with new clients last year, I didn't feel that I knew my why very clearly and it bothered me for a long time just because I, even though, you know, I was waking up excited every morning, I still, when someone would ask like, well, what's the why behind your business? I still didn't have a very clear answer. So I spent months, <laughs> like literally months, reading books, watching videos, talking to people, just anything I could to get a little bit closer to discovering my why. And I finally found it one afternoon. And they say, like, when you know, you know, and it will feel so good. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> not to be like super cliche, but um, so I just left an inspiring morning with other small business owners and I felt really recharged. And so I sat down and worked on my why because it's in those moments when I feel closest to it. So I don't know if you've seen Simon Sinek's or Simon Sinek's, I may have just pronounced his name wrong, um, his TED talk about start with why. But it was, it was so, so great. Someone recommended it to me, so I watched it. It's only like 18 minutes long. He basically says, how you have your what and your how and your why. And when most people ask what what they do, they start with their what. In my case, um, looking at my new template shop, I could say, well, I design ready-made templates for bloggers and small businesses. And then you get to your how, and I do this, you know, by designing templates they can use to create a more beautiful and cohesive presence for themselves online and through other materials. 
Um, but then you get to your why. And this is like where I always stopped because I didn't know. And the question for me that changed everything, and I just wrote a blog post about this too, because it was such a game changer for me, was not why do I do this, but why don't I do this other thing instead? And so in my case, when I asked the question, well, why don't I design kids' birthday invitations instead, for instance, um, the answer was so, so clear because I immediately thought, because I, I love branding and I love business and I think anyone and everyone is deserving of a beautiful online presence no matter what stage their company is in, which I later finesse to say, because no, bus- no matter the size, industry, or resources, business should be beautiful. And now I have that taped up on my desk and I see it every single day. Um, and I wholeheartedly say this and honestly say it fuels my work every day. It's because I want to create a beautiful design solution for those um, in that in that very like special niche that um, are in the early stages of their business and they they need that you know foundation of beautiful branding and it just it infuses so much more confidence and energy into my business and I feel like it's when you have that to fall back on you're also you're also not like comparing yourself to others. Um, and to other successes and the other things that you see online because you are very, very certain about why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was kind of long-winded. <laughs> I That was great. Did the question of why don't I do this other thing instead come from Simon Sinek's talk? No, it didn't. It didn't. Um, I was just really stuck on my why. And I was like literally pacing around my apartment like this I'm very much a person that likes to have intention behind. That's a, that's a great question though. That is, that is gold. So if you guys are listening, I, I'm going to do it. I think anyone and everyone who's listening should ask themselves (laughs) that question too, especially when you're starting out. And I've experienced this is there's like shiny ball syndrome where you want to do everything and anything. And then as you start to grow your business, you realize that it's the specific thing that you want to get to, but then also having purpose and a why behind it. But with business, uh, like you had said before, it isn't always easy. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. And tell us a time when you've had to go against the grain to find out what was right for you and your um, your confidence and your ability to really step up shined. Right. Um, so honestly, I think the, the Ready, Set, Chic shop that I launched is a really good example of this just because when I started my design company like I kind of mentioned I I looked around see what other people were doing and um, noticed that most designers would go out and do design services um, and offer you know variety of packages and a variety of like maybe a la carte services or whatever um, that they would offer to their clients so that's exactly what I did um, I created packages based on the design that I like to do best. And for me, that was web design and brand development. And I went, I ran with that for a while and it was good starting out, but ultimately I knew that's not what I wanted to do forever. Um, it didn't feel right. So launching the Ready, Set, Chic shop was, it was um, a great first step. Well, so after after a few conversations, sorry, I'm kind of jumping over oh, my you're own fine. story here. <laughs> it, 
it all happened like so fast. And now like looking back on it all, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, so after a few conversations, the idea of launching a shop filled with design solutions for my ideal client was born. And it was truly just the perfect marriage because it allowed me to run my business more as a product-based structure, but also allowed me to meet the needs of my ideal clients and customers. Um, and it wasn't what anyone else was doing. And I, and there was some skepticism around whether or not that would be a, a profitable solution for a design business, but B um, templates, like I kind of mentioned, not don't always necessarily have the best reputation um, from a design standpoint, like custom design is where it's at, right? It's gorgeous, it's beautiful, it's unique to your brand. But I wanted to still portray that same sense of custom, like uniqueness for your brand, but do it in a more affordable, um, quick turn way for those with that need. So it was definitely against the grain. And I think it's going to be a little bit of maybe an education process or um, just just building awareness and exposing others to the idea of design. Like um, if maybe you're not at the stage where you're ready to do a full-blown custom website, like here's another solution for you before you get there. So it's it wasn't what anyone else was doing, but right now it's what I felt I needed to do and what's going to work best for my business. Hey there, She Did It Her Way listeners. I am so excited to share with you uh, an upcoming venture that we are launching starting April 1st. It's called the Her Way Challenge. It's a 15-day challenge. You sign up and you'll get a series of videos that will help guide you and will give you inspiration and help you start taking action towards one of your most important goals. If you're listening and wondering whether or not you should sign up, I highly encourage you to sign up for this challenge, especially if you're someone who are fi- you're finding yourself just completely lost, lacking direction, not really sure of what you want out of life, not really sure what you want out of the next steps that are coming and that you're, you're taking, and you just you need some kick in the pants, and you also need that community to help support and guide you. And this is exactly here for you. Not only will you get the challenge and you sign up and you get the emails, but I also encourage you to make sure you go to Facebook and sign up in the group Her Way Challenge group where you'll be supported. Make sure you invite your friends, you introduce yourselves because the more the merrier. And I know specifically for me that it's been my support and the people that I surround myself with that has allowed me to reach all the goals that I've accomplished this far in my life. So from me to you, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the challenge and in the Facebook group. To officially get started, make sure you head on over to HerWayChallenge.com and claim your spot today. Okay, so as we're winding down the interview, a couple of last things to end on. How important is it for you to be resilient and consistent in your business? So I would say that resiliency and consistency are two of probably the most important words for my business. Um, you know, I anyone that knows me knows that I'm a huge Barbara Corcoran fan. I think she's just such a huge inspiration for me. And one tidbit that she said that really stuck with me was the difference between those who succeed and those who fail is the amount of time you spend feeling sorry for yourself. And mm. That sounds a little off-putting maybe at first, but basically she's saying that when you fail, because any small business owner or entrepreneur knows that at some point 
you will you will have failures and that's okay but when you do don't dwell on the failure feeling sorry for yourself but instead learn from it and learn what didn't work maybe what did work and figure out like what to do better next time so for me um you know i mentioned my print shop that launched with my blog over a year ago that hardly anyone even knows about now because i feel like i I maybe, you know, friends and family and a few others might, but I never really put it out there enough. And when people really started to know me for my business, it was with what I'm doing now. So there was this print shop though that existed and it was, it was never really successful. Um, I couldn't figure out why I had too much pride to shut it down. Um, so it lingered probably longer than it should have. (laughs) Um, but you know, looking back, I could see, the reason it wasn't working is because I wasn't excited about the product and I had a lot of encouragement from friends and family, but overall the style of product I was putting out there wasn't super consistent with other products or even my brand really. And the encouragement from friends and family is sometimes a hard thing to turn away from. Like I said, it's so easy to um, latch onto that and run with that momentum. But Anyway, that was just a really great example of something that I tried. It didn't work out, so I shut it down and moved on to something that would work. And I could have, you know, shut it down and been like, okay, I tried this whole like business thing. It didn't work out. I'm just going to go back and do what I was doing. Um, but instead, I decided just to try something different. And I think that resiliency is so important to keep picking yourself up and moving forward because you may try a hundred things and finally the hundredth thing is the thing that works that you get a yes on, but that one yes is sometimes all you need to keep moving forward. So just that was a big lesson that I learned. And then consistency just with your brand and like in all aspects of your business is it's a very evident thing. And people aren't going to come out and say, Oh my gosh, I noticed how consistent all your typography (laughs) is for all your materials. But when you have that consistency, not through just your design, but through your voice and through how you're portraying your business um, online and offline, um, I think that is noticeable. And it makes you look very put together and very professional. And I think that also comes back to knowing your why. And when you know your why and your purpose, you can be consistent and you can be um, this just um, very consistent version of yourself in your business going forward, no matter where you are, how you're portraying it. Mm -hmm. That's a great story and a great quote too from Barbara Corcoran. Okay, Jenna, what two last questions, what is in store for your business in the next three months and what resources do you have that you would recommend to our audience? Sure. So, What's in store? Well, I'm going to continue to build the Ready, Set, Chic design shop, and I'm going to continue ramping that up and building excitement around that. I am, in addition, on my planner line, I'm releasing a new planner coming out this spring. Um, It's going to be a wedding planner, and I'm so, so excited about this because I think it's something I've wanted to do like since I was a little girl, a little like tidbit about my background. <laughs> I worked in the wedding industry for a while and that was a dream of mine I was pursuing. And even though 
working in that industry wasn't a good fit for me. My love of weddings have never died. So, um, and also being engaged right now is probably influencing that a little bit, but <laughs> I'm working with a local event planning company here in Kansas City um, called Ribbon Events. And we are designing this collaborative wedding planner that's going to be coming out this spring. So Jenna, if you had one book recommendation for the audience, what would you, what would it be? Sure, yeah. I'm currently reading this book, Digital Living, by John Maxwell, and it has been so great in keeping me grounded lately. He he walks you through how to find your why and how to live a life of significance. And of course, now that I know my why, it's helping to keep me focused um, throughout all areas of my business. But that is one I would highly recommend if you're looking for a little guidance on discovering your purpose. Um, and just looking for more ways to add value to your life and your business. He's a very, very wonderful speaker, and this was his most recent book release, so I think you guys would love it. Fantastic. Jenna, thank you so much for your time and your story and all the inspiration that you shared with us as well. You guys can connect with Jenna. We'll make sure to have it in the show notes, but as always, we will see you back here again next week. Bye, Jenna. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week. Thank you.